At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into My Guys in the Desert on a Monday. Stormy Bonantoni with you for the next hour, live from Las Vegas in our VEASAN studio at Circus Sports. But got a fun show ahead, also a fun Monday night football matchup. Pat's Bills going head-to-head in prime time. Jimmy Vaccaro and Vinny Maiulo will join the show in just a little bit. My guys at the South Point give us the book's perspective on how the weekend went because it was a crazy one in the NFL and college football conference championship weekend had us wild and can you believe Alabama did that to Georgia Stuart Mandel of the athletic will help break us down all things college football as well as the coaching carousel that has turned things around and Steve Buchanan speaking to that Monday night football matchup DraftKings NFL analyst give us some prop betting opportunities on the big game in the AFC coming up later today but as we always do to get things going to start off the show time for our top five stories things you need to know things that impact us is better starting with Jake Fromm if you recall the name has been a giant for less than a week and is reportedly in line to start for New York against the Chargers this Sunday Daniel Jones was held out this past week with a strained neck TBD how much longer uh, until he's back available but Joe Judge has been uh very hesitant to say that it's season ending, so hold out hope. But while Fromm was brought over from the Bills as a third string option behind Mike Glennon, Mike Glennon's concussion in the 20-9 loss to Miami yesterday's made his status a little bit murky. Healthy quarterbacks as of now are the former Georgia Bulldog and Jake Fromm and practice squad quarterback Brian Lewerke, Giants, plus 10 at the L.A. Chargers coming up on Sunday. So hopefully you don't have to go down the depth chart anymore there. Davis Mills, meanwhile, speaking of going down the depth chart at quarterback, expected to start for the Texans in week 14 against Seattle, while Tyrod Taylor is considered week-to-week with a wrist injury on his non-throwing arm. Mills reclaims the starting job after throwing six touchdowns and seven picks in six starts for the Texans, all losses, by the way, before Taylor's return in week nine, where Houston has gone one and three. 31 nothing shutout loss to the Colts yesterday. Mills was 6 of 14, 49 yards in relief of Taylor and was sacked twice, so no doubt an uphill battle for Houston to close out the season the next few weeks. Texans getting seven at home against Seattle coming up on Sunday. As for the Tennessee Titans, they have designated wide receiver Julio Jones off of the injured reserve list officially. Today, Jones was placed on the list in mid-November dealing with a hamstring injury. He previously missed three games his first season with Tennessee. Jones has 21 catches for 336 yards in six games. Titans also, by the way, designated receiver 
receiver Bracey McMath and safety Dane Cruikshank to return from IR. Texans minus nine and a half against the Jags, total 44. Time for a little injury roundup from all the games on Sunday, and I'm, I'm not a doctor. I like I'm not a doctor, but some of these do not look good, starting with the Baltimore Ravens. Corner Marlon Humphrey done for the year with a torn right pectoral muscle. Humphrey, perhaps the biggest loss in a slew of injuries that the Ravens have had to deal with throughout the course of the season. Two-time Pro Bowler in his fifth year with Baltimore had three tackles on Sunday before exiting the game. 58 tackles and 13 passes defended on the year. Seventh starter now for the Ravens, third in the secondary to be sidelined. Um, and they're still clinging on to first place in the AFC North by one game. Tough loss for the Ravens against the Steelers. But I, do, I gotta say, I love going for two from Harbaugh. Um, back to the injuries though, Vikings wide receiver Adam Thielen has a high ankle sprain likely to miss week 14 per Adam Schefter. Thielen will still undergo some further, further testing to determine severity of the injury. They'll have Thursday night football against the Steelers this week. Washington tight end Logan Thomas was believed to have a season ending knee injury, but Ron Rivera said today the MRI confirmed Thomas did not tear his ACL. He's originally feared, but uh, there was damage to his knee and Rivera would not commit to how long Thomas would be out. Washington plus four and a half against the Cowboys this week. And Jets coach Robert Sala told reporters that wide receiver Corey Davis is having core muscle surgery and will be done for the season as well. Those can be about eight to ten weeks of recovery. So uh, a lot of injuries coming out of Sunday, unfortunately. And as I told you, I got a big Monday night football contest on deck tonight in prime time, a battle in the AFC. Patriots, we've seen that number bounce from getting around two and a half to three at uh, Buffalo coming in tonight. Total around 40, 40 and a half. And Patriots currently hold a half a game lead over the Bills in the division. Want to hold on to that top spot in the AFC as well. Riding that momentum of a six game win streak. But you know Bills Mafia would love nothing more than to see its squad keep the division crown out of Foxborough and position itself for a second straight first place finish. Mac Jones become more and more efficient at running the Pats offense. Is there an opportunity to take advantage of the Bills secondary trying to find its way without cornerback Tredavious White? Pats, meanwhile, activated linebacker Jamie Collins off the injured reserve. The on-again, off-again Patriot could see some action. The matchup between Stefan Diggs and J.C. Jackson. Headlines, what should be a very interesting chess match between Belichick and Bills O.C. Brian Dable. Diggs is an alpha in that Bills receiving core, ranks seventh in yards per game. Jackson, meanwhile, centerpiece of a unit that's combined for 19 interceptions, the most in the NFL. All right, that's going to do it for our headlines. But I got to tell you, so one of the fun things coming off of an NFL Sunday, I, I always really enjoy listening to the post-game press conferences and what different coaches and players have to say. And sometimes you get some real inspiration. And today we got some segment inspiration from Mike Tomlin himself. Let's hear it. Last week was last week. This week was this week. Next week will be next week. Big if true. Um, but I, I liked Tomlin's reaction because it, it was fun and it kind of got me thinking about how can those statements relate to some other teams around the NFL. Kind of gave me vibes of what's that old John Madden saying that the team that scores more points is more likely to win. Something like that. Yeah, there we go. But anyways, so let's start with last week was last week because last week the Broncos were a different team than this week and they kind of had us fooled a little bit with that win over the Chargers. Between that and the Cowboys, we're thinking, oh, man, Broncos are pretty good. But last week was last week. This week was this week, and they got blasted by the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday night. And the Chiefs weren't even very good. Like, Denver was expected to lose this game. We know that. They've lost 12 straight now to Kansas City. But betters backed them still with the spread. And why wouldn't you? I mean, it was bet down. Um, it was bet down. I They lost 22-9. to nine. Ten and a half points that they were getting. Um, but this is a team that had a 20-play drive and still couldn't get in the end zone. A team that won nearly every statistical category in the game except for turnovers, which are, of course, the difference. No-brainer. But credit the Chiefs. Defense um, under Andy Reid after the bye. We know that they're great. But that defense had three forced three turnovers, fourth down stops, a pick six to deal it. I'm just so disappointed in the Broncos because last week was last week. And we have to learn to put that aside in a number of these instances. But you know what? Well, last week was last week. 
the Broncos are taking on the Lions. And this week is this week, and the Lions are winners, ladies and gentlemen. No, they did not tie. No, they did not lose. The Detroit Lions are winners undefeated in December, baby. A 15-game non-victorious streak for Detroit coming into that. Just brutal. And I'm so happy for Jared Goff as well. 0-16-1 under head coaches, not named Sean McVay. So don't have to worry about that anymore. You could tell that Detroit was really fighting for Dan Campbell. They liked their new head coach. They were scratching and clawing and biting every kneecap they could find. And this was a game where they led the entire way Saw it slip away late in the fourth quarter, and then it was on Goff's shoulder to lead that 14-play, 75-yard drive, gets them in the end zone. Not only do they cover as seven-point dogs at home, but they win straight up. And just one of those moments where you could not be more excited for a team that needed it so bad. Okay, so last week was last week. This week was this week. And you know what that means? Next week is next week, which got me thinking about the Washington football team because let's think about their season, right? They had lost four in a row, five of six, before going into that bye week nine. Now they're riding a four-week winning heater, but next week is next week. Where look at that schedule, ladies and gentlemen. Week 14, they've got to play the Dallas Cowboys. They have to play the Cowboys twice in three weeks. Also have two games coming up against the Eagles. Um, but on those four straight wins that they have, Tampa Bay, Carolina, Seattle, Vegas now, I'm excited. I love watching the, the Washington football team right now, especially especially the way that they were able to close things out against Vegas as two-and-a-half-point dogs. Um, Dallas will be four-point favorites in our nation's capital this Sunday, total 49-and-a-half, but Washington sitting sixth. In that NFC playoff picture, these are critical games in the NFC coming up ahead to see if they can cement themselves for a playoff spot. And in the in the division, obviously, Cowboys continue to be big favorites, minus 1,000. Washington football team sitting there at second at plus 750. But the NFC is so wild right now that literally all 16 teams are still in contention. And that includes... The Lions I just talked about that only have one win on their schedule. They're still technically not mathematically eliminated yet, which is insane to think about, but true nonetheless. So does this defense, who we all thought at the start of the year would be one of the best in the NFL, does it stack up and continue to be good against a Dallas offense that has been meh? But we know that when Dak Prescott gets going and they get the run game going, they're a pretty dangerous team. I'm just going to throw one more in here. How about next year is next year? Because I feel so bad for Big Ben. We know that he's probably going to retire. If he doesn't retire, the Steelers are going to be moving on. But next year is next year. Leave the man alone. I know he's not aging like a Tom Brady fine wine. It's more of a natty light case that's been left out in the sun. But leave Big Ben alone. Next year will be next year. And we don't need to worry about it anymore. That's all I'm going to say. But hey, everybody, remember that the VSIN Bowl Betting Guide is almost here with everything you need to be smarter on every bowl game. This year's guide provides matchups analysis on all 41 bowl games, including insights, trends, data, and predictions to help you make your best bets. The guide's designed to give you an edge wherever you are betting every game. The guide drops December 13th. Get your copy to gate 1999 at vsin.com subscribe. More my guys on the other side. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to My Guys in the Desert. This segment brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and they're available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head on over to zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash f-i-n-d warning this product contains nicotine nicotine is an addictive chemical stormy bond and tony with you my guys in the desert time to do a quick panic meter gauge on some of the nfl teams that lost yesterday and are they in big trouble moderate trouble or just a little bit of trouble we'll see let's start with my san francisco 49ers we're always checking in on that panic meter one three straight before their loss to seattle on sunday still clinging to the seventh seed in the nfc and while i'm not crying in the fetal position or anything i am a little bit worried here because look at that game against seattle niners had every opportunity to win and they didn't had a fumble a safety two interceptions three for ten on third down special teams blunders and it still came down to the final drive which i guess is reason for optimism but you should have won this game seattle is not the team that they're supposed to be so i uh, a little bit worried Take a look at the Minnesota Vikings now because they lost to the Niners last time out and then they just suffered their first loss to a, a Lions team that had their first win rather. Um, it's, it's a tough one. They were a touchdown favorite. They sit ninth in the NFC at five and seven, but this is a case where I think perhaps the schedule could be your friend a little bit here coming up. Uh, if you beat Pittsburgh on Thursday, you have the Bears twice, get you above 500. The only lock L looks like it could be the Packers, and you beat them earlier this season. So the schedule could be your friend. How about the Cincinnati Bengals? They are obviously coming off the loss to the Chargers yesterday, fell to 7-5, and five, number 7 spot in the AFC. But are we panicking? No. Are we annoyed? Yes. Because the Chargers and Bengals are essentially the same team to me. They're both sitting in those last wild card spots. And it's like the world is your oyster, but you don't like pearls and you don't like nice things. I just let me love you. I, I want I want one of you to actually play to your capabilities for more than just one game out. Um, would I be afraid of your team in the playoffs? Absolutely. Would I have faith in your team to win more than one, one game in the playoffs? No. Joe Burrow, hope your pinky is all right, though. And last one here, the Raiders lost to the Washington football team in a close one. Six and six. Number 10 here in the AFC, in the AFC picture. And I, I, as much as we love the Raiders at the start of the season, we want good things for them given all that they've gone through off of the field. Like, blow it up for me. I just, I don't think the Raiders are it this year. Against the Cowboys a couple on, on Thanksgiving, I know they made us feel some type of way. I just don't think they're going to claw out of this one and make the playoffs. Lost four of their last five games. Kansas City on the way this week. Feels like there's a little bit too much to overcome. Now, as we always do on a Monday, to welcome in Jimmy Vaccaro and Vinny Maiulo down there at the South Point. My guys at the South Point, how was your weekend? Let's start with you, Jimmy. Tell me about the books. I know it was kind of hot and cold in some instances. So, how did you guys make you, out? You got it, kid. And first of all, National Finals Rodeo is still here for another week, and it's absolutely incredible the amount of cowboys that are squeezed <laughs> into one casino. That I can tell. Where's you. your cowboy hat, know. Jimmy? Where's the cowboy hat? Come on. All uh, right. I give it to the cocktail waitress. <laughs> there you go. 
<laughs> you know, I don't know. I've never worn a hat except for my Trafford Little League hat in 1955. I don't know if I still have that. But getting back to the important stuff, young lady, it was a very, very busy weekend. Uh, the sports book here did very well on Saturday. Sunday was a little bit different. Uh, not that we lost that much, but there's now there's plenty of carryover, and most of it is with the Buffalo Bills. The biggest bet we took uh, on the Bills so far is minus 2.5 for 44000 But if it would come Buffalo and over, with the carryover, we'd lose like 110000 Saturday, college back and forth, and I can still see that play with the Oak State. That thing was, was incredible. And, and quickly, Vincenzo, I mean, have you ever, and you too, Stormy, have you ever seen endings like we've been seeing this actually this, this past football season? You can't duplicate that. It just simply energizes the whole group that's in there watching games. So uh, Saturday was okay. Uh, we're just looking to get through tonight. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> Well, yeah, Vinny, can you give us a little bit more perspective on maybe the exposure tonight with the Bills and Patriots? I know everybody's excited for Monday Night Football, but could be a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, my hat, I lent it to one of the bull riders because it got stepped on in his first go around. So he dog. needed us. Uh, yeah. Well, listen, I'm a team player, uh, not a team roper. But <laughs> I, I can tell you this, uh, Stormy, tonight, because uh, uh, there's carryover, as Jimmy mentioned, uh, liability on both sides, really, tonight. Probably the biggest, uh, the best result will be if the game comes under, uh, because a lot of folks, uh, you know, they love to parlay to the over. But let's remember that tonight started on Thursday, right, with the Cowboys uh, cover, winning and covering uh, teasers and parlays, especially money line parlays. Uh, betters had a good day yesterday. And so going to tonight, uh, both sides have some liability. And uh, you know what? You, you tip your cap to them and just. Uh, uh, we'll uh, we'll keep uh, keep booking right up until game time and uh, and manage that risk. You know what? Uh, and uh, Stormy also, this is the biggest weather change of the uh, of the year mm -hmm. so far. Five point move. We opened the game 50 and a half at the total, and the last thing I looked before I walked over was 40 and a half. So naturally, uh, uh, the weather. You know, we're going to Buffalo now, so things are quite different up there. But uh, it looks like uh, a strong weather game. You should have liked to have under the 50 and a half right now. That I can't tell you. Yeah. You know, one of the things that we one of the things we do also, Stormy, uh, to try to mitigate risk. You know, obviously, pro uh, proposition bets, right? So. You know everything from player props uh, up until uh, uh, up to uh, various total props and uh, point spread props too. So uh, it's not just the game anymore in the first half, but there's the second half, there's the end game, and of course the proposition bets help too. And also, Stormy, you know we we have fun. Vincenzo has been following it pretty good. Our what we call the jackpot parlor card, a five dollar card that we start at ten thousand dollars. The payoff tonight is thirty eight thousand. If now there's two lucky people out there, no point spreads. They both have Buffalo. So if they if Buffalo wins the game, they'll chop up nineteen thousand each for a five dollar bill. Oh, interesting. You guys do such a great job there with everything down there at the South Point. Uh, Vinny, I want to talk a little college football with you real quickly because mm -hmm. obviously the CFP is set now. We know the four teams that are going to be in. How did the final four teams play out in your final power ratings, though? Yeah, and again, let's remember the committee uh, wound up with uh, Bama, Michigan, Georgia, and Cincinnati. Uh, my my my, uh, uh, my top four, actually, in regards to those four teams, uh, Bama and Georgia and Michigan and then Cincinnati. Uh, but the reality is this, and with all due respect to the committee, uh, I've got Cincinnati as still a dog, uh, not only against those three teams, which is not going to surprise anybody. Uh, you know, credit the Bearcats for getting there. It's good that it's not a, a power five school, uh, a power five uh, uh, yeah, a school that's going to get there. But they would also be a dog. Uh, to say uh, Notre Dame, who they did beat, mm -hmm. I get it, but uh, you know we go by current form as well, and Ohio State right now. So for uh, for us here, uh, they gave us the uh, the matchups, and and we posted the numbers, and they're already betting them. Are we seeing anybody right. try to buy back a little bit on? I mean, obviously it's the first time since week I don't know seven that we've seen Alabama as the favorite again, and Georgia no longer in that top spot. Are we seeing anybody get in those national championship futures right in Alabama now that they are in the situation that they have been? I think you're seeing uh, both favorites actually getting play mm -hmm. in, uh, in terms of the initial numbers right now. So I think the buyback will come not as much on the futures, probably on money lines. Uh, but if anybody's got those two favorites too, uh, looking to take as many points in the games that they possibly can. Georgia, by the way, did open as a seven-point favorite, now up to seven uh, and a half against Michigan. And uh, Cincinnati uh, against Alabama. Alabama, 
uh, opened uh, as a um, what do we have the Alabama Jim? Oh, we had them as uh, 13 point favorites up to 13 and a half. So both favorites get in place so far. Yeah, and obviously if you look to like we always do, because that's all we do for life is just keep looking and guessing what's going to happen. But uh, it's a pretty nifty bowl schedule if you looked at the bowl matchups right now. So I'm anticipating what I would consider, especially from around December the 20th, of uh, what I would consider a very, very big, mm-hmm. big bowl season head, headed into New Year's. Well, Jimmy, since those matchups and lines have started to come out yesterday, what are some of the more heavily early bet bowl games that you're seeing on the tickets? Well, I would just simply say, uh, Vincent threw the sheet at me, but uh, you know what you get like this is more or less uh, the big bets are from people who understand line movement, want to get in early. And it's like the same old idiom for a thousand years, kid. If you like these favorites, bet them early. If you like the dog, wait, because they usually get pushed up between now and then. So uh, as far as like one or two, no, there was like a a few $5,000 bets, but uh, I'd like to bet you they've both been on the favorite. Bet early if you like the favorite, bet late if you like the dog. Stormy, you bring up a good question, and it's an important question, too, because if there's some common uh, ground here for bettors and for bookmakers, it's that we're trying to determine, as our bettors, the the interest, right? What's the what's the incentive for teams? Which teams have more incentive than others? Of course, there's already coaching changes, right? We're not waiting for next year for coaching changes, and some of those coaching changes are uh, have happened uh, at very high profile programs, including Notre Dame. So, uh, when you look at that, uh, uh, to Jimmy's point, the two cha- national championship semifinals are receiving the most action right now, and then it'll be followed by the New Year's Eve and New Year's Day games. Well, and that's an interesting one that you bring up specifically, Vinny, because obviously with Notre Dame and Marcus Freeman taking over, he, you know, you're maintaining most of the staff. It's just the head coach that's gone. You're still there, whereas other instances are very different. Thank you guys so much for the time. Appreciate it, as always. Um, when we come back here on My Guys in the Desert, wildest moments we're going to go over from the college football weekend, and Stuart Mandel of The Athletic will join us. Keep it locked on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCast designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCast in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, LA, and now New York. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcast. Stormy Tony with you, my guys in the desert, live from Las Vegas. Time to break down some of the wildest moments from the college football weekend, starting with we did it, everybody. Finally, for the first time in college football playoff history, a group of five team has cracked the top four. Congratulations to the Cincinnati Bearcats after their win over Houston in the American Conference Championship. And what do the Bearcats get for having the lone undefeated season in the FBS? What's their reward? A date with Alabama. Of course, they get the Crimson Tide. Two-point dogged in the Cotton Bowl against uh, Alabama. But congratulations again, Desmond Ritter, Jerome Ford, Luke Fickle. Huge victory for all of the group of five teams. All in your hands now, Cincinnati. Meanwhile, Oklahoma State came up just short of a potential spot in the CFP. And we are talking inches. Desmond Jackson diving for the pylon on fourth down to seal the Cowboys' fate one way or another doesn't get there. Baylor wins the Big 12 championship 21-16. The thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. A play that will live in infamy in that pylon cam. They just had to keep showing the replay over and over again. Oklahoma State will now play Notre Dame in the Fiesta Bowl while Baylor plays Ole Miss in the Sugar Bowl. But just a tough way to end it for Oklahoma State. Last one year, the coaching carousel continues. I just love alliteration, don't I? But um, over the weekend, Clemson defensive coordinator Brent Venables gets the Oklahoma job. Mario Cristobal headed to his alma mater of Miami. But the wild moment here is just the way all of this went down for Manny Diaz. How publicly and aggressively Miami pursued Cristobal while Diaz was still employed by the team. He's out there on the recruiting trail. You know, how, how, how tough must that be? You say, hey, come to play for the Hurricanes. going to be great for you. Just kidding. Go knock back on the door after you leave the recruit's house. If you have any respect for me, actually, please don't go to the Hurricanes. I would really appreciate it. Uh, lots more to unpack, though, from what's been just the wild, wild west of college football. So, to help us out, Stuart Mandel, editor-in-chief of the Athletic College Football Section, also co-host of the Audible podcast, kind enough 
to help us break it all down. Stuart, between conference championships, the final CFP rankings, the coaching carousel, now you're with us on VEASAN too. Does, do you ever sleep? What have the last couple of days been like for you? I feel like, Stormy, I finally came up for air today. Uh, last week, I mean, we had uh, Brian Ke uh, Lincoln Riley leave for USC and Brian Kelly leave Notre Dame within a 24-hour span. And, oh, yeah, by the way, the conference championship games came up that weekend. So this was uh, – last week was a week unlike I can remember in this sport. It's been insane. And let's talk about some of that newest news coming out today that Mario Cristobal officially is now headed to his alma mater of Miami. What's the impact of this move not only for the Hurricanes but for the Oregon Ducks as well? Where do they go from here? It's a huge moment for Miami. It's a program, obviously, that's been trying to find its footing for almost 20 years now and has really just never been able to figure out the coaching uh, formula there. Mario Cristobal, you couldn't ask for somebody who's uh, more representative of the U, having been, you know, coming from Miami. He played there. He's coached there. He's even been a head coach in the city at FIU. So it's a big moment for Miami. For Oregon, it's, it's really frustrating because Oregon's been one of the top programs in the country for for over a decade, and coaches keep leaving there. You know, Willie Taggart, uh, obviously Chip Kelly back in the day to the NFL. So they're under a lot of pressure to get this higher right because USC just hired Lincoln Riley. Who can Oregon get that can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Lincoln Riley on the recruiting trail is a big question. Well, I think that is such an interesting point because, like, what, now that that hire has been made, the level of competition steps up even more, and Oregon's supposed to be the standard right now. Now you've got that competition with USC, and being somebody that covers the Pac-12 as much as I do, very interested to see where that eventually goes for Oregon. In terms of the CFP, the top four has been set. The scene is set for the semifinals headed into that national championship. Did the committee get it right or wrong, though, with the way they seeded those out? I think they got it right. Some people would say that Georgia should have fallen behind Cincinnati, but that would really diminish what they did over the first 12 games. Obviously, not a great performance against Alabama the other day, but they were as dominant as I've seen a team mm -hmm. be over the, four, uh, over the first 12 games of the season. And they, they didn't have the high-end wins necessarily, but against an SEC schedule and Clemson as well, you know, I think they earned that. I'm just happy that Cincinnati got in without any debate, without any controversy. I, it, it, like you said at the beginning, if Oklahoma State you know, gets in on fourth and goal, I don't know who the committee would have picked between those two for the fourth seed. But at the end of the day, uh, the combination of that Baylor tackle and Alabama mm -hmm. you know, clobbering Georgia made for an easy I would assume easy final night for the committee. Yeah, I'm glad they got in, but it's still an uphill battle now taking on the Crimson Tide. Two touchdown dogs against Alabama in this one. Largest spread of all of the bowl games that we're going to see. How do you think Cincinnati stacks up with Alabama when all said and done? Um, it it kind of depends on which Alabama shows up. Uh, they obviously looked as flawed as they have in a long time for most of the season, including in the Iron Bowl uh, only a week ago. And then they just came out and did they look like the Alabama of old. Um, Cincinnati is talented. I certainly think their defense in particular, those cornerbacks, and don't overlook Alabama losing John Mechie. But mm -hmm. we've talked ourselves into this before, or at least I've made the mistake of talking myself before into Alabama being vulnerable. It's generally not a good bet. Uh, group of five or not, they, they tend to blow out these teams in the semifinals. They blew out Michigan State. They blew out Washington. They blew out Notre Dame last year. So. You know, is Cincinnati, uh, do they belong? Yes. Are they going to fare better than some of those other uh, power five, really good power five teams against Alabama? I'm, I'm pretty skeptical. Alabama with that dominant win over Georgia in the SEC championship, now the favorite to win the national title. And you've got Georgia-Michigan now in that other semifinal game of the Orange Bowl. What do you think the, the, the things are going between Michigan and Georgia here? Because Michigan seems to be playing their best football trending up, and then Georgia just suffered their first loss, first time they've really been tested. Yeah, I mean, it's not ideal for Georgia to be going into the playoff in a bit of an identity crisis. Uh, Stetson Bennett, Seemed like the answer at quarterback all season, but also, but we hadn't seen a game where he had to lead his team back. They were always so dominant that he never, you never had to worry about um, do they have the quarterback that can lead them back from a deficit? And clearly that wasn't the case against Alabama. Michigan has been very good this season. They know who they are. They have their identity. The only holdup I would say is they love to run the ball. That's what their, their bread and butter is. 
And Georgia is really, really good against the run. Uh, what Alabama was able to do is they have Bryce Young. And Bryce Young was able to exploit Georgia's secondary uh, more so than any quarterback they've played. I think Cade McNamara is pretty good, but obviously he's not the focal point of that offense the way Bryce Young is. This has been one of the most exciting just postseasons already getting into these conference championships and having the scene be set. Like, I haven't been this excited for a postseason college football in a long time. So we finally have some different faces in there. But Bryce Young, because you did mention him, as far as the Heisman goes, it's it's not as much as a race as it is a coronation, it seems like at this point, from 9-1 and one in the preseason to win the Heisman. Now minus 4,000 I saw this morning. How did he cap his Heisman campaign? I've never, I can rarely remember a guy with a closing statement like he just had. I mean, Georgia's <laughs> defense, you can't emphasize enough how dominant they were all season. Statistically, we were talking about them as being the most dominant defense in college football in a decade. And he goes out and throws for 440 yards on them and three touchdowns. And, uh, and that on the heels of obviously the 97-yard drive to save them against Auburn. So you're right. He ended up running away with this thing. In a, in a race that at times felt like nobody wanted to win it. Nobody was stepping up. Um, you know, C.J. Stroud was was being mentioned as the possible winner. Then he had a terrible game against um, against Michigan. The week before that, Kenneth Walker's campaign kind of got shut down. I personally think it would have been a good year for a defensive player to win it, whether that was Aiden Hutchinson or Will Anderson, also at Alabama. But Bryce Young ended up overshadowing everybody else with the, I would say, his final um three performances going back to the Arkansas game. Yeah, talk about an exclamation point to end his year. Uh, on Twitter earlier today, you had some opening bowl lines that may only interest me. Talk about yourself there. <laughs> um, you had Oklahoma, Oregon, Auburn, Houston, and Clemson, Iowa State as your kind of three that stood out to you aside from the Alabama game. What, what was it that stuck out to you about those three lines? Well, First of all, I'm a bowl junkie. I'll watch all of them. So when I said it may only interest me, I realize I'm I pay more attention to the uh, Gasparilla Bowl or whatnot than some people <laughs> do. But um, Clemson, in any other year, if Clemson plays Iowa State, you would assume Clemson would be a, a huge favorite. So for them to only be a one point favorite, I assume part of what goes into that is that Brent Venables has left now for Oklahoma. They're a great defensive coordinator. And obviously, they've struggled most of the season on offense, but Iowa State's kind of underachieved. So, um, you know, that may be an opportunity. That, that's a ball where you have to look at who's going to be more motivated. That's a big thing uh, in, in picking bowl games, which team wants to be there. I think that bowl will be a much bigger deal to Iowa State than it is to Clemson. No, great stuff. Really appreciate the time. Thanks for doing this. Thanks, Tori. That's Stuart Mandel, editor-in-chief of the Athletic College Football section. And coming up, we'll have DraftKings NFL betting analyst Steve Buchanan join the program, break down some of the prop betting opportunities for Monday Night Football between the Bills and Patriots. Stay with us right here on My Guys in the Desert. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. 
So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Follow the monies hitting the road this week. Mitch Moss and Polly Howard will be live from the new DraftKings Sportsbook at Foxwoods Casino on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So if you're in the area, come on down, meet the guys. Be sure to tune in every day from 7 to 10 a.m. Eastern. And while they are on the road, they're traveling. Myself as well as Sean King are actually going to fill in on Follow the Money tomorrow morning. So make sure you check that out. We'll have some fun on the program. Time now on My Guys in the Desert as we welcome you back in for a little segment we like to call Be Better Did they or didn't they I challenged some NFL quarterbacks last week to be better step their game up and the results were mixed starting with Jalen Hurts because when we did the segment he was expected to play obviously did not so we are giving this award to Garner Minshew because we asked the Eagles quarterback to be better and boy did Minshew mania deliver the mustache having top gun jacket wearing Minshew for the win 20 and 25 passes completed 242 yards two touchdowns no picks his passer efficiency rating of 133.7 was better than any game Jalen Hurts has had throwing the football this season but as I say that Nick Sirianni told reporters that uh, Hurts will be the starter when they come back off the bye so food for thought second quarterback we asked to step their game up Lamar Jackson were you better than four interceptions absolutely but were you where you need to be no come on Loss to the Steelers can't get outdueled by 2021 Big Ben. Never something you want said about you. 253 yards, a touchdown, an interception, sacked seven times. And when you were given the opportunity to play hero, hit the two-point conversion for the win, you missed the mark. Literally, Mark Andrews missed Mark Andrews. Um, still need you to be a little bit better there, Lamar. Last one here, Matthew Stafford. We challenged to be better. After all of the interceptions that he has thrown over the previous three games, he stepped it up. Give me a yes for Matt Stafford and a chef's kiss emoji. You'll love to see it. Absolutely beautiful. Nothing like a get-right game against the Jaguars to build a little bit of confidence, right? 293 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Got the ball to your incredible pass catchers, Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson, OBJ. You love to see it. Way to go, Matt Stafford. Proud of you for getting your team back on the right track. Eight and four. Rams improved too. Time to welcome in our NFL DraftKings betting analyst, Steve Buchanan, to help us set the stage for what will be a fun Monday night football game. Pats, Bills, Steve. All right, the line has pretty much stayed pretty firm at three, um, moved a little bit to two and a half, total around 40, 41. What's your general feel of the type of game that we're going to get in Buffalo tonight? Well, first of all, it's going to be an absolute slop fest. I mean, if you've gone on Twitter, everybody turns into a meteorologist when the weather is bad. We got all the updates, yeah, but it yeah. looks like just an absolute disaster out there. But I, I like the, you know, where the public is here. Patriots plus two and a half is the current line right now. I mean, the Patriots are just one of the hottest teams in the NFL right now, covered in six straight games, four and one on the road, covering by an average of nine and a half points. Buffalo's only 2-2-1 two, two and one against the spread as the home team this season. Having a little bit of issues here. I mean, they got absolutely trampled by the Colts two weeks ago. They beat the Saints. Big look. Everybody should beat the Saints at this point. But I'm just not impressed with how this team has been right now going against two teams going to complete opposite directions. Give me the points of the Patriots plus two and a half. Yeah, and the Patriots have been so good, right? They were perfect in November, right? In a six-game yep. hot streak. They're fighting for that top spot in the AFC. But, okay, because you brought up the weather, What's the has the prop changed at all for Josh Allen interceptions? Because with the wind whipping the way it is out there, the snow coming down, he's had seven interceptions the last four games combined. Where are we sitting on Josh Allen picks? Because this is something I could very easily see myself wanting to bet. Yeah, it's still at uh, uh, minus uh, uh, 125 for him to throw at least one pick in this game. Like, I'm absolutely taking this. Yes. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, yes. 
seven interceptions over his last four games, first and foremost. That's even before I knew there was a monsoon outside <laughs> taking place. I mean, those seven interceptions over his last four games, he had 10 on the season. So they've all come in bunches. Now he's facing the team that's tied for the most interceptions in the league with 19. J.C. Jackson alone has seven. And he's mainly going to be on Stephon Diggs in coverage. So if he's trying to, you know, get a little cute here and go to his wide receiver one, despite the weather, mm -hmm. I mean, there's a very good chance that he get picked off at this game. I don't know if everybody's just sleeping at the wheel and not realizing this bet is out there, but give me one interception for Josh Allen. Just needs to be one. That's all. Minus 125, whatever. I don't care what the line is. See, give it to me. It's going to hit. That's why I need you. That's why I need you to deliver this information to the people, Steve. <laughs> this is what we come to you for on a Monday. Um, let's stick with Josh Allen props, though. Um, his passing our toes around 225. I think I saw his rush yards at 35 and a half. Anything worth diving into there? Yeah, love taking the rushing. I mean, this is going to be a game where they're going to try to keep the ball on the ground as much as possible. Uh, Allen is averaging about six rushes per game and 35 rushing yards per game. Okay, perfect. That's exactly where we are here. Can you go one more yard, please? That's all we need for you to hit the over in this one. But we're talking about the winds here, 25 to 27 miles per hour. Like, people make a big deal about winds normally. Where it's like, oh, it's seven miles an hour. What are they going to do? Like, I don't care about that. But when it's winds like this, 25 to 27, that's a big difference maker there and the Patriots you know last week uncharacteristically gave up a ton of rushing yards to the Titans you know a team without Derrick Henry so if they were having issues stopping like the RB3 for the Titans you know they should have some issues with stopping Josh Allen who likes to run the ball to begin with so give me over 35 and a half he should be rushing a lot in this game okay so I also see here on your list Emmanuel Sanders over 34 and a half receiving yards so for a second there I was like hey we're staying away from the air game but you want an over on a receiving total so you got to hit me with why. Is it just because it looks too low to you? It does look too low. And obviously, when you think about the Patriots, Bill Belichick always likes to take out the, the strongest weapon on the opposing team, right? So that would be Stephon Diggs. So if Allen is not able to get Diggs because he's under, you know, some heavy coverage, he could turn to someone like Emmanuel Sanders. Now, we haven't seen a lot of great games for Emmanuel Sanders. I totally get that. But he's going to be seeing one of the softer matchups in coverage going against Jalen Mills, who's allowing an average of 12 yards per reception on the receptions that he's allowing here. So I think this is kind of a sneaky spot for Emmanuel Sanders. Like, I keep talking about how bad the wins are, and that is going to be a factor. But they are going to have to throw the ball at some point here. So getting someone like Sanders at a lower total where we're not expecting a lot of completions in this game, I think that's something to target in this one. And it looks like to the other end for the Patriots, you think Kendrick Bourne could be one of those opportunities with another lower receiving number. Yeah, this is way too low, I think. I mean, since week three, he's gone over this number in nine of the 10 games that he's played. He has at least four targets in six straight games all of which came with the over on this receiving yard total. He's averaging 14.8 yards per reception. If he can keep up that average, it would only take a handful of, of receptions for him to hit the over on this number. Him and Mac Jones have really developed some type of rapport here. It's Jacoby Myers and Kendrick Bourne. Those have been the two guys he's been going to the most. And again, this just feels like a really low number. And someone with the speed that Bourne has, could realistically get this in one catch if he does. But truly, with the amount of targets that he's getting as of late, consistently, 31 and a half. If this was any other situation, you'd absolutely be hamming the over on this one. I'm still taking this despite the wind issues. I like it. We're keep, we're sticking to the totals that are in the 30s. We're not going to anybody yes, that, else. That's high enough. High enough. High enough for me. Okay, yeah, this is going to be a fun game no matter what. I'm really excited about it. You mentioned the Patriots in their NFL leading 19 interceptions this year. So also on that handy-dandy list here, we see Pat's defense anytime touchdown. Are we seeing a pick six in the future? The wins thinking a fumble, scoop and score. Yep. You like the Pat's defense to score this game. Yeah, I mean, anytime touchdown plus 550. I mean, that's some really enticing odds when you figure all the factors in this game. The Patriots have three pick sixes in uh, this the, so far this season. That's the second most in the league behind the Cowboys. And the Bills have fumbled the ball 18 times this season. That's tied for the fourth most. And they haven't been dealing with games like this. You know, sunny days, they're still fumbling the ball. So now you throw in all the elements in this one. It's going to be a slop fest. So if you get something like the defenses go anytime touchdown in the plus 500, plus 600 range, that's a really good number here. We could realistically see one of these defenses take it to the house. So Patriots at 550 is the preferred one. I don't mind taking the bills in this one either. Mac Jones in a game. He really hasn't played in this type of weather in the NFL.
We're going to have an electric game at Orchard Park. I cannot <laughs> wait. I can't wait for Bill's Mafia just to be drunk as a skunk, breaking tables, having a blast. Uh, before we let you go, I do want to just hear if you've got anything in the works for these look ahead lines, these early spreads that you saw on the NFL slate. Anything that stood out to you as you looked at the new lines? How good of terms are you and I right now? Are we like on good terms? What do you think? I think we're pretty friendly. I like you, Steve. Why? What are you doing to me? Oh, you're you're going against the Niners. I hate you. I can already feel it. Oh yeah. <laughs> Bengals smashing the 49ers this week. Oh my goodness, yes. I mean, the 49ers let the Seahawks back in that game with ease. There's no way the Seahawks should have won that game. The 49ers giving them every single opportunity. That funeral that you had a few weeks ago, make sure to get it ready again because we're going to need it again after they lose to the Bengals. I know we, we were on good terms. If I'm not invited back, I totally understand. But holy cow, what a collapse by the 49ers last week. Bengals in a revenge spot smash game. Sorry. Sorry. We'll see who wins. That'll determine if I bring you back. You're definitely not coming over for my Christmas party. I can tell you that much. Thank you so oh, much, Steve. Great info aside from the Bengals money line play. See you later. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. That's Steve Buchanan, NFL analyst for DraftKings. Great stuff despite our allegiances. I am, by the way, on the Patriots plus three as well in the Windy Mayhem. And remember, tomorrow you can tune into myself and Sean King on Follow the Money from 7 to 10 a.m. Eastern. That's going to do it for my guys, Danny Burke and Rush Hour, coming up next on VEASAN. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.